Thirteenth Day of Holy in Christ by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. Holiness and Humility. Thus saith the High and Lofty One that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is Holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, with him that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Isaiah chapter 57 verse 15 very wonderful is the revelation we have in isaiah of god the holy one as the redeemer and the saviour of his people in the midst of the people whom he created and formed for himself he will as the holy one dwell showing forth his power and his glory filling them with joy and gladness all these promises have however reference to the people as a whole our text today reveals a new and specially beautiful feature of the divine holiness in its relation to the individual. The high and lofty one, whose name is holy and whose only fit dwelling place is eternity, he looks to the man who is of a humble and contrite heart. With him will he dwell. God's holiness is his condescending love as it is a consuming fire against all who exalt themselves before him it is to the spirit of the humble like the shining of the sun heart reviving and life-giving the deep significance of this promise comes out clearly when we connect it with the other promises of new testament times the great feature of the new covenant in its superiority to the old is this that whereas in the law and its institution all was external in the new the kingdom of god would be within god's laws given and written into the heart a new spirit put within us god's own spirit given to dwell within our spirit and so the heart and the inner life fitted to be the temple and home of god it is this constitutes the peculiar privilege of the ministration of the spirit our text is perhaps the only one in the old testament in which this indwelling of the holy one not among the people only but in the heart of the individual believer is clearly brought out in this the two aspects of the divine holiness would reach their full manifestation i dwell in the high and holy place and with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit in his heaven above the high and lofty place and in our heart contrite and humble god has his home god's holiness is his glory that separates him by an infinite distance not only from sin but even from the creature lifting him high above it god's holiness is his love drawing him down to the sinner that he may lift him into his fellowship and likeness and make him holy as he is holy the holy one seeks the humble the humble find the holy one such are the two lessons we have to learn today the holy one seeks the humble there is nothing that has such an attraction for god that has such affinity with holiness as a contrite and humble spirit the reason is evident there is no law in the natural and spiritual world more simple than that two bodies cannot at the same moment occupy the same space only so much as the new occupant can expel of what the space was filled with can it really possess 
in man self has possession and self-will the mastery and there is no room for god it is simply impossible for god to dwell or rule when self is on the throne as long as through the blinding influence of sin and self-love even the believer is not truly conscious of the extent to which this self-will reigns there can be no true contrition or humility but as it is discovered by god's spirit and the soul sees how it has just been self that has been secretly keeping out god with what shame it is broken down and how it longs to break utterly away from self that god may have his place it is this brokenness and continued breaking down that is expressed by the word contrition and as the soul sees what folly and guilt it has been by its secret honouring of self to keep the holy one from the place which he alone has a right to and which he would so blessedly have filled it casts itself down in utter self-abasement with the one desire to be nothing and to give god the place and the praise that is his due such breaking down and humiliation is painful its intense reality consists in this that the soul can see nothing in itself to trust or hope in and least of all can it imagine that it should be an object of divine complacency or a fit vessel for the divine blessing and yet just this is the message which the word of the lord brings to our faith it tells us that the holy one who dwells in the high and lofty place is seeking and preparing for himself a dwelling here on this earth it tells us just what the truly contrite and humble never could imagine and even now can hardly believe that it is even that it is only with such that he will dwell these are they in whom god can be glorified in whom there is room for him to take the place of self and to fill the emptied place with himself the holy one seeks the humble just when we see that there is nothing in us to admire or rest in god sees in us everything to admire and to rest in because there is room for himself the lowly one is the home of the holy one the humble find the holy one just when the consciousness of sin and weakness and the discovery of how much of self there is makes you fear that you can never be holy the holy one gives himself not as you look at self and seek to know whether now you are contrite and humble enough no but when no longer looking at self because you have given up all hope of seeing anything in it but sin you look up to the holy one you will see how his promise is your only hope it is in faith that the holy one is revealed to the contrite soul faith is ever the opposite of what we see and feel it looks to god alone and it believes that in its deepest consciousness of unholiness and its fear that it can never be holy god the holy one who makes holy is near as redeemer and saviour and it is content to be low in the consciousness of unworthiness and emptiness and yet to rejoice in the assurance that god himself does take possession and revive the heart of the contrite one happy the soul who is willing at once to learn the lesson that all along it is going to be the simultaneous experience of weakness and power of emptiness and filling of deep real humiliation 
and the as real and most wonderful indwelling of the holy one this is indeed the deep mystery of the divine life to human reason it is a paradox when paul says of himself as dying and behold we live as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as having nothing yet possessing all things he only gives expression to the law of the kingdom that as self is displaced and man becomes nothing god will become all side by side with deepest sense of nothingness and weakness the sense of infinite riches and the joy unspeakable can fill the heart however deep and blessed the experience becomes of the nearness the blessing the love the actual indwelling of the holy one it is never an indwelling in the old self it is ever a divine presence humbling self to make place for god alone to be exalted the power of christ's death the fellowship of his cross works each moment side by side with the power and the joy of his resurrection he that humbleth himself shall be exalted in the blessed life of faith the humiliation and the exaltation are simultaneous each dependent on the other the humble find the holy one and when they have found the possession only humbles all the more not that there is no danger or temptation of the flesh exalting itself in the possession but once knowing the danger the humble soul seeks for grace to fear continually with a fear that only clings more firmly to god alone never for a moment imagine that you attain a state in which self or the flesh are absolutely dead no by faith you enter into and abide in a fellowship with jesus in whom they are crucified abiding in him you are free from their power but only as you believe and in believing have gone out of self and dwell in jesus therefore the more abundant god's grace becomes and the more blessed the indwelling of the holy one keep so much the lower your danger is greater but your help is now nearer be content in trembling to confess the danger it will make you bold in faith to claim the victory believers who profess to be nothing and to trust in grace alone i pray you do listen to the wondrous message the high and lofty one whose name is holy and who dwells in the holy place and who can dwell nowhere but in a holy place seeks a dwelling here on earth will you give it him will you not fall down in the dust that he may find in you the humble heart he loves to dwell in will you not now believe that even in you however low and broken you feel he doth delight to make his dwelling blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom with them the king dwells oh this is the path to holiness be humble and the holy nearness and presence of god in you will be your holiness as you hear the command be holy as i am holy let faith claim the promise and answer i will be holy o most holy god if thou the holy one wilt dwell with me be holy as i am holy o lord thou art the high and lofty one whose name is holy and yet thou speakest i dwell in the high and holy place and with him that is of a contrite and humble spirit 
yes lord when the soul takes the low place and has low thoughts of itself that it feels it is nothing thou dost love to come and comfort to dwell with it and revive it o oh my god my creature nothingness humbles me my many transgressions humble me my innate sinfulness humbles me but this humbles me most of all thine infinite condescension and the ineffable indwelling thou dost vouchsafe it is thy holiness in christ bearing our sin thy holy love bearing with our sin and consenting to dwell in us o god it is this love that passeth knowledge that humbles me i do beseech thee let it do its work until self hides its head and flees away at the presence of thy glory and thou alone art all holy lord god i pray thee to humble me didst thou not of old meet thy servants and show thyself unto them until they fell upon their faces and feared thou knowest my god i have no humility which i can bring thee in my blessed saviour who humbled himself in the form of a servant and unto the death of the cross i hide myself in him in his spirit and likeness i would live before thee work thou it in me by the holy spirit dwelling in me and as i am dead to self in him and his cross makes me nothing let thy holy indwelling revive and quicken me amen lowliness and holiness keep fast hold of the intimate connection lowliness is taking the place that becomes me holiness giving god the place that becomes him if i be nothing before him and god be all to me i am in the sure path of holiness lowliness is holiness because it gives all the glory to god blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven these first words of the master when he opened his lips to proclaim the kingdom are often the last in the hearts of his disciples the kingdom is in the holy ghost to the poor in spirit those who know they have nothing that is really spiritual the holy spirit comes to be their life the poor in spirit are the kingdom of the saints in them the holy spirit reveals the king many strive hard to be humble with god but with men they maintain their rights and nourish self remember that the great school of humility before god is to accept the humbling of man christ sanctified himself in accepting the humiliation and injustice which evil men laid upon him humility never sees its own beauty because it refuses to look at itself it only wonders at the condescension of the holy god and rejoices in the humility of jesus god's holy one our holy one the link between holiness and humility is indwelling the lofty one whose name is holy dwells with the contrite one and where he dwells is the holy place end of thirteenth day